Welcome into this next episode of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Anime Handel, and in this episode, I will have a special guest. I'm Mark Trunk, who's been on other podcasts of mine for Big A Sports Show. We just got done recording the Playing Tournament podcast, so if you want to listen to that, you can listen to it. It's in the archives. My podcast for Big A Sports Show is available anywhere you get your podcasts, so places like Anchor, uh, Anchor Podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere anywhere you, you get your podcast, you can uh, access it and uh, spread the word as much as possible. Uh, I'm looking for as many consistent listeners as possible. As always, the listening support so far has been great, and I look forward to it continuing. So in this episode, we will be going over the NBA playoffs um, as a whole. So we did the play-in podcast, and we definitely did want to touch on the all of the playoffs as the playoffs for the NBA are coming up very quick. Uh, this coming weekend, they all kick off with uh, round one action. So we will be talking about them in this episode and we will have other future podcasts too, just to let you know, as the playoffs continue to, to gradually get further and further uh, kind of updates on, on the playoffs and um, in that round by round as well as all the other content that I pump out there for my podcast. So, without further ado, Mark, I'll bring you in in a little bit. Uh, but first, I do want to kind of preview the first-round matchup uh, in the East, and we're going to start with the Bucks because, first and foremost, we, we love the Bucs. Uh, they're, they're our favorite NBA team, so we're going to start with them, and uh, then we'll cover the other matchups. But the Heat played the Bucks, so... This is a rematch of last year, and unfortunately for the Bucks, the Bucks lost in second round action. The Heat uh, got hot in the bubble and did great things, and uh, were able to knock off the Bucks. I believe it was in five games, uh, so that was kind of a shocker. But the Heat uh, were on fire. There's a pun. The Heat were on fire in that matchup, uh, and and uh, we're were able to uh, defeat the Bucks, So, rematch, and there's a lot of the same things this year. Same coach for the Bucks, Mike Budenholzer, same coach for the Heat, Eric Spolstra. Relatively same rosters. I mean, the Bucks, I think, a massive upgrade. Bledsoe was very good for them, don't get me wrong, but I think you could safely say Drew Holiday is a massive upgrade over Bledsoe just all around. Uh, and again, Bledsoe in his own right was very good. I do want to give credit to Bledsoe where it's due. Uh, but Drew Holiday has been a welcome addition for the Bucks. but they have a lot of other similar players. Giannis, Chris, Middleton, Brooke Lopez. They've added some role players, Bryn Forbes, uh, as well as Bobby Portis has been a great addition for them, kind of a role player. Uh, he's a microwave. I love talking about microwaves and, and my microwave analogies on this uh, podcast of mine for, for uh, sports references as far as where it fits. Because uh, Bobby Portis, much like uh, for all you listeners that want to listen to the playing podcast, you learn that Terry Rozier is kind of like a microwave. Uh, Bobby Portis is a microwave. He gets in the game and he he heats up fast. Uh, and that's uh, very good for the Bucks. Uh, adds a welcome scoring punch off the bench. And they added Jeff Teague, too. Uh, it's kind of a nice little addition um, as far as a backup point guard, former player who used to play for Mike Budenholzer, 
uh, on his Atlanta Hawks team. So there's familiarity there as far as that goes as well. And the Bucks kind of needed a prototypical backup point guard. And uh, he fills that uh, position uh, very well. But on the flip side for the Heats, they still have Jimmy Butler. They have Tyler Hero. They traded for Victor Oladipo uh, at the deadline. So they're they're pretty good in their own right. They have Bam Adebayo. Eric Spolster's a really good coach. They have a lot of other really good role players. Duncan Robinson as well. You can go up and down the list. This should be a really good matchup in round one. Uh, but I think a very key factor for the Heat is that this year they won't have Jay Crowder. And last year they had Jay Crowder. And honestly, Jay Crowder missed some shots in the playoffs against the Bucs. But it didn't feel like he missed shots. It felt like every shot he was putting up, he was making. So I think that uh, that'll be kind of a, a, a factor. But the Heat in their own right are very good. And again, I think I brought it up in the playing podcast. I'm going to bring it up in this podcast for the playoffs. Home court and there being fans, now it's not 100% capacity because COVID's still around, but there being some level of fans is going to make a difference. And these are seven-game series in the playoffs, and they are going to be a factor. Uh, There's no doubt about it. Although, like any matchup in the playoffs, the players are going to dictate what happens, but there's fans in the stands. And we didn't have that last year because, understandably, they couldn't have fans because COVID. So now we're making improvements with COVID. We're working through it with COVID, and there's fans. So that's good. So for my prediction for this series, this could be a popular pick where a lot of people You've probably already seen it a lot, all you podcast listeners out there and everybody else. And you'll probably keep seeing it. A lot of people are probably going to pick the Heat. Why? Because the Heat beat the Bucks last year. And whether or not, and this is another storyline, whether or not the bubble effect, and you can't see me right now, but I'm using air quotes, the bubble effect is a factor remains to be determined as far as it might have been a factor. It might not have been. And what I mean by that is did the heat just get hot and were they really good? And maybe a a year where there's fans and a a more normal year, except we still have COVID. Will they kind of taper down back to normal? We don't know. And that remains to be seen. And that'll be determined in this series is Are they the same team as last year's team, or did they just get hot in the bubble? So we'll see what happens, but I think that I, and this is me pulling my Bucks fandom aside, I very objectively looking at both sides, I'm going to pick the Bucks. I think that they're going to get it done. I think that Drew Holiday is a really key addition for the Bucks to their team. And I think defensively is going to be another area for the Bucks that they're going to be really good in the series. They brought in P.J. Tucker, who's a really good defender, and they can go small when they want to go small, which is really key. Tucker can play the five when he wants to play the five, and that's really good defensively. Drew Holiday is a really good defender. And, and that I think that this year, matchup-wise, they're going to be able to match up with Heat very well. 
and that that is very good. Uh, not to say last year they they couldn't, but I think that this year they're going to be able to match up with them defensively really well. Now I think that Coach Mike Bunos is a very good coach in his own right, but you put the two coaching resumes side by side. Spolster's got more success than Coach Bud. Again, Coach Bud's very good. So Coach Spo could be an X factor too in this in this matchup as far as adjusting and everything. And that'll be another storyline of the series, adjustments, who's able to adjust better than the other. So I think it should be a good series. I think that the Bucks are going to win. I think it's probably going to go long as far as a long series, probably six or seven. Although the Heat, in their own right, are very good team all around. They're 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 very good. Uh, they they continue to be in the playoffs for the most part year in and year out, and that just shows how great of an organization they are. As much as a Bucks fan, I don't like it. I don't like to see the Heat because they're really good. You got to give them credit where it's due. But again, I'm going to go with the Bucks. Mark, your thoughts? Yeah, so it will definitely be interesting. Um, these two teams know each other pretty well, obviously, from the last few years. And, yeah, I would agree with you, Adam. You know, yes, they did play last year, but there's still things that have changed for both teams as far as personnel-wise. You mentioned with the Heat not having Jay Crowder, the Bucks adding Drew Holiday, which will – We'll, we'll put it to the test here. Uh, if we're all right about this if he's that much of an upgrade over Eric Bledsoe, but I think he just gives them so much more flexibility on offense and on defense. He can guard, you know, Jimmy Butler. He can guard Dragic. He can guard whoever they need in the guard. And uh, I really like the Bucks' big three and how they've been playing together this year, and it'll help them out a lot in the half court. And Giannis has gotten better as well since last year as far as being more confident taking the three-pointer, and then also better free throws, which it, this series could come down to free throws like it did last year in a couple games. And um, it'll be interesting to see the coaching matchup again. You know, Spolstra and Bunnels have coached against each other several times, so we'll have to see how things change as they progress. But I really like the Bucks, what they've done offensively this year. I think they have so many different options just besides Giannis, and they've done a great job surrounding him with shooters. And it's really up to them as far as locking in defensively. We've seen them where they play really good against great teams, and then they kind of, I don't know, maybe let their foot off the gas a little bit against some teams of lesser competition. But this is a playoff, so they cannot be lackadaisical and – not give 100% against a team like the Heat because they're gonna they're gonna gonna have to pay for it. So I'll say the Bucks in six or seven. I think it'll, Miami will probably get a game or two. But I agree with you, Adam, about the home home court advantage. That'll definitely help the Bucks. And looking forward to checking out the series. Yeah, uh, and as we wrap up, kind of looking at that series, I'll just leave it at this. Will the Bucks get their revenge against the Heat? We'll find out. Moving on. The Hawks-Knicks in the Eastern Conference. Uh, that's another series uh, that will be happening. Tom Thibodeau's Knicks against the Hawks, who are now led by interim coach Nate McMillan after they let go of Lloyd Pierce uh, earlier in the season. Uh, so... 
We'll see what happens in this series. Uh, just a quick rundown uh, for the two teams. The Knicks struggled to score it. Uh, that's kind of accustomed to any Tom Thibodeau team. Tom Thibodeau loves his defense, and uh, kind of offense can come and go at times. So we'll see what happens there. But the Knicks have Mitchell Robinson, who's a pretty good big man. Uh, they also have some players like Kevin Knox, uh, as well as many other uh, players on their team uh, that, that definitely do uh, very good work uh, for them. But they're a grinded out uh, defensive team, which in the playoffs can work out in your favor uh, because whenever your offense is kind of up, up and down, your defense, if it's stable and very good, then that'll keep you in games uh, more often than not. Uh, so that that could be a good uh, thing going in the Knicks' uh, direction as far as that goes. They bring it defensively, which they usually always do. That could be very uh, good to see. And then they kind of work on their offense and, and everything like that. But as we know, in basketball and in any sport, you have to score. And if they can't score enough, then they're going to lose. So they also have Julius Randle as well, who's very good, uh, double-double machine. And uh, R.J. Barrett, too, Derrick Rose, uh, another one of uh, Tom Thibodeau's uh, old players uh, in Chicago. Uh, it always seems like Tom Thibodeau loves stacking up those old players from Chicago, uh, which is awesome for him. Uh, he should continue to do that because he loves it. So the Hawks are led by Trey Young, uh, Bogdanovich, uh, John Collins, who I, I'm a big fan of, too. I think he's very underrated, very good scorer. All right, defensively, uh, too. And they've really played well for uh, interim coach Nate McMillan. I know for all you podcast listeners, you know how I always like to bring up the interim head coach effect for all sports. A lot of times uh, the head coach gets fired for whatever reason, and then the interim head coach comes in and the players want to play for the interim head coach and whether or not how long that stays on and how long that goes, uh, if it wears off or not, as remains to be seen. But it seems like that hasn't weared off. As far as uh, that goes, uh, so the Hawks uh, definitely bring it for Nate McMillan, and they're very good. Kevin Herter is a nice player for them as well. Uh, so this should be a very intriguing series. I'm going to go with my pick of the Hawks. I think that they're going to be able to score it more than the Knicks. Uh, it should be a good series, but I think uh, Trey Young is very good. He's a scoring machine. And um, he'll be able to bring it as well as all the other players. Bogdanovich is very good, too. Very good scorer. And uh, they have some other players as well uh, that contribute uh, to, to their game. And uh, definitely do it uh, very nicely. So I think although the Knicks should be very pesky, I just think that the Hawks uh, will be able to bring it. Clint Capella, too, another big man for the, for the uh, Hawks. That's very good. Uh, two uh, sh should be a nice uh, player player for them in the series. Continue to be a nice player as well. Lou Williams too, kind of a another microwave. I love my microwave references. Another microwave. You you put him in the game and he heats up quick. So, Mark, uh, I'm gonna go with the Hawks uh, very slightly. But what are your thoughts? Yeah, we all love the microwave. Adam is one of the best inventions in American history. Um, but yeah, I think it should be a good matchup and yeah, you're the, you're talking about Nate McMillan. The Hawks are actually 27 and 11 since he took over 
uh, via NBA.com. So that they have one of the best records in the league. They have tons of scoring options. Uh, Boyan Bardanovich has been a huge addition for them. He missed a lot of the uh, a lot of the season earlier in the year, but he's been really good for them from three point range and kind of like the some of the games we talked about earlier is going to be a matter of pace. The Knicks like to slow things down, make it ugly in the half court. The Hawks like to move the ball fast, get out in the fast break, shoot threes. So it'll be a good contrast in styles. I would agree with you that the Hawks should win this series just based on all the talent and scoring. I don't think the Knicks have enough firepower to keep up with the Hawks. So I'll say... Um, I'll say Hawks in seven games. I think it's overall should be pretty uh, pretty evenly matchup. A pretty even matchup. The Hawks haven't played together in the in the playoffs before. Neither of the Knicks really. So I think anything can happen. But I'll say the Hawks in seven games. Definitely, uh, very good, very well said uh, by you, Mark. As always, moving on to a, another series. That is in the Western Conference. We're gonna we're gonna switch to before we go back to the East, uh, and we'll switch it up now, and we'll talk about the Clippers Mavericks series, and this should be a good one uh, as far as the matchup: uh, Rick Carlisle versus Tyrone Lue head coaching matchup, and then you got Kawhi Leonard, Paul George uh, headline for the Clippers, and for the Mavericks, Luka Doncic. Kristaps Porzingis, as well as others. So it should be a good matchup. I'm going to be boring and pick the Clippers because that's what everybody's going to pick is L.A., the Clippers. Uh, but I think it should be a good series. Uh, the Clippers also have Rajon Rondo, uh, DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, otherwise, his nickname for a lot of people's Boogie Cousins. Uh, and then Serge Ibaka, too. Luke Kennard, uh, another microwave. <laughs> he scores it very well. Uh, he, he eats up quick and uh, definitely uh, very good. Uh, Marcus Morris, too. It always seems like there's a rule for L.A. teams. And I I could be off on this. I don't think I am. They, they always need one Morris. They always need one of the Morris twins. The, the one's on the Lakers, one's on the Clippers. They love that L.A. life, and that's awesome. So the Clippers should be able to get it done and uh, win this series. But I think that Luka Doncic uh, could win some games all by himself because he's just that good. Kristaps Porzingis should be healthy enough in the series to play. I think he's pretty good as far as that goes. But he, earlier in the season, he's kind of uh, in and out of the lineup. So hopefully he's good to go for them. J.J. Redick is a really good scorer as well. Uh, and I think that's... The Mavericks are a good team, but I think that they're a little bit more top-heavy. I think that the Clippers are a little bit more balanced, so I think that they'll be able to get it done. Uh, and I would say that maybe Carlisle's a little bit better of a coach than Tyrone Liu, just on pedigree. Uh, both coaches have a really good pedigree in their own right, but Carlisle's been, uh, I think he's won a few more championships than Lou, although Lou's younger than Carlisle. Uh, but Lou's also been on coaching staffs that have won titles too. So it's kind of a, a horse apiece there as well, uh, so to speak, as far as who's who's better um, for a coach. And the players ultimately dictate 
what's going to happen anyway. So I'm going to go with the Clippers uh, on that one. Mark, your thoughts. Yep. So this was a this another uh, rematch of last year's playoff series, and uh, the Clippers won. I believe it was in six games last year. Chris Asprazingas did not play for some of those games, so that's something to keep in mind. Yeah, the Clippers are really balanced. They don't have much interior scoring, but otherwise, on the on the wings with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, they're really hard to stop, and they have people who can. Um, Help them out, distribute the ball. They're actually the number one free. They're the, they're the number one team in the NBA for free throw percentage and three point percentage, which are two very important categories in today's NBA. Yeah, I'll say the Clippers in five games. I think uh, when the Clippers are motivated and they actually decide to give a hundred percent, they're very hard to beat. And I think they are on a. Um, kind of a, a mission to redeem themselves from last year. A lot of people thought they should have at least went to the conference finals, maybe even the NBA finals, and they lost to the Nuggets. So I'll say the Clippers in five games, but I think it should be still pretty entertaining and pretty high scoring for all of them. I'll hand it over to you. Yeah, so moving on, and we will stay in the Western Conference and talk about another series uh, the Nuggets and the Trailblazers. So this one should be a good series. Uh, Portland's always usually in the playoffs. Uh, they're very good in their own right. Uh, but they they kind of struggle to get deep into the playoffs. And a lot of that is due to the fact that the matchups, I mean, in fairness to them, they're matched up against really tough teams. And you could say that about any team, but they draw some really tough teams and they're very good in their own right, but they always seem to draw like the LAs and teams like that. So they definitely have to overcome that because that's what they'll tell you as well. But uh, they're still pretty good. Uh, they're always usually seated though in the playoffs five to six, and then they lose in the first couple rounds usually uh, as well. So they're kind of a team that you kind of were Bucks fans on this podcast, but we kind of root for as well because Damien Lillard and CJ McCollum and crew are very likable players. Um, they're very humble. They're very good and everything. So credit to them. Uh, this should be a good series. Uh, Nuggets are another nice team as well. Kind of root for them as well uh, on the side because Nicole Jokic is fun to watch. Unfortunately, they had the Jamal Murray injury. So that'll be a factor as well. A lot of people thought that this team could be a sneaky finals team. Uh, maybe that's still the case, but losing Jamal Murray is a factor, and that'll affect things uh, too. Uh, so we'll see what happens in this series. But I think uh, I'm going to go with the Nuggets. Uh, Lillard and McCollum are very good for the Blazers and definitely could, if they're on fire and on their game, they usually are. But if they're even more so than usual, uh, they could sway this year's in their favor. But I think that uh, Mike Malone, too, is a very good coach in his own right. Terry Stotts is pretty good, but I think Mike Malone's just a skosh better. No offense to Stotts, but I think that Mike Malone's uh, pretty good and uh, could be a factor uh, in the coaching uh, aspect of the series, uh, too. So I'm going to go with the Nuggets. They have Nicole Jokic, who's a triple-double machine or a double-double machine at worst. Uh, either one, he's going to give you pretty much every game. Uh, so I'm going to go with Denver in this one. Mark, your thoughts? Yeah, I think this is probably the hardest series to predict for the first round. I think it's going to go seven games. 
and I don't know. I just I think it'll be tough for the Nuggets as far as keeping up pace with the Blazers. And the Blazers are fully healthy now with um, Lillard and McCollum. Uh, Yusuf Nurkic, their center, was out for a lot of the year in the first half of the, of the season, which I think hurt him. I'll say I'll go on a little bit of a limb here. I'll say Blazers with the upset, and the Blazers will get it in seven games. I just think that Lillard has has the opportunity to have the ball in his hand more than uh, Jokic, so he's going to do everything he can to get the team over the top. The Blazers don't play a ton of defense, so they kind of have to outscore people. They do have a lot of microwaves on their team, Adam, and I know that um, it's usually good to have lots of microwaves. And the Nuggets don't have as many microwaves as the Blazers, so I will say that's a big advantage for the Blazers. But uh, anyways, I, I think it'll be a close uh, close series, a very entertaining series, and it'll go down to the wire. But I think Lillard and McCollum are going to be too much firepower for the Nuggets to overcome, so I'll pass over to Big A. Definitely love the uh, microwave uh, analogy whatever you want to call it uh, in my podcast uh, as well. And a, you, you may say I overuse it and you can do that. Uh, it's a podcast. I, I want to have fun. So uh, we're going to use the microwave analogy uh, whenever possible. We'll, we'll, we'll try and taper it down a little bit uh, not use it as much, but every once in a while, periodically we'll uh, throw it in there as well. So we, we don't want to overuse it, but we, we will definitely uh, put it in there where we see fit. Anyways, uh, rounding out another edition of Big A Sports Show. And uh, we will be talking about the kind of the four team or the other teams in the playoffs that are going to depend on who they play as far as the results of the play in tournament. So I'm just going to go quickly and then I'll get your thoughts, Mark, quick before we round out. Uh, for time constraints, we're going to kind of um, wrap it up here pretty quick. Uh, as far as this goes um, for the podcast for another edition. So the Jazz, the Nets, the Sixers, and then the uh, Suns are the one one two seeds in each conference. So quickly for me, the Suns, they have Chris Paul, who is very fun to watch, very good point guard all around, uh, should be a good player again for this team in this series. Uh, they're pretty good, uh, pretty balanced, uh, pretty te- fun team to watch, kind of fast-paced team, uh, you know, running up and down the court. And Devin Booker, uh, very good scorer uh, for them. DeAndre Aiden, very good big man too. Uh, so they should be pretty good, pretty tough out. And um, they're the two seed, which is pretty good for them. Uh, pretty good team, Uh I believe Monty Williams is their coach. He's doing really good things uh, in Phoenix. Utah, they got Donovan Mitchell. They have Rudy Gobert, uh, as well as others, Mike Conley. Uh, They've been kind of injured here and there, so we'll see what players they have healthy come playoff time, but they should be pretty good. Uh, Quinn Snyder's, I believe, kind of a really good coach. A little bit underrated uh, as well. Uh, Maybe not the coach of like Doc Rivers a lot of people give Doc Rivers just because of name and a bunch of other coaches because of their name uh maybe Quinn Snyder doesn't have as great of a name as far as in the basketball world 
Uh, but he's very good, um, very good coach. Uh, a lot of other coaches have really good pedigree as far as been on uh, really good championship teams and prior playing experience and stuff like that. But Quinn Snyder does great things uh, for the Jazz, so they'll be a tough out. The Sixers, they got Doc Rivers as head coach. They got Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. Um, they'll, they'll be a tough out, number one seed in the East. And then the Nets have Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden. They'll be a tough out. Um, kind of scare me uh, for the Bucs uh, if the Bucs beat the Heat. But I believe that the Bucs are very equipped to potentially taking down Brooklyn. If all things go right, it'll be tough to beat the big three in Brooklyn. But I think the Bucs are uh, a very good team in their own right, and you have to say that. So, Mark, quickly, your thoughts on those four teams. Yeah, uh, quickly, so for the East, the Sixers, uh, they are. I think they have the easiest path to the the finals, just based on who they could play in the first two rounds. The Nets, I agree with you, Adam. They're very tough to stop offensively. It's just a matter of them locking in defensively. And then other side, the Jazz have been the best team all year as far as regular season. We'll see if they can keep it up. They need uh, Donovan Mitchell to stay healthy. And uh, the Suns are a really interesting team as well with Booker and Chris Paul. And uh, hopefully for the Suns, they don't have to face the Lakers in the first round because that could be an upset brewing there. But we'll have to see what happens. And I'll hand it over to you. Yeah, so another great edition of the Big A Sports Show for my podcast, uh, Playoff Edition. If you missed any of my previous episodes, you can go back if you want to in the archives and listen to those. Any of my future episodes, you can access them anywhere you get your podcasts. Please, if you want to, continue to spread the word. And uh, we'll be back uh, talking on the podcast uh, in the future uh, very soon. And thank you again for listening to another edition of Big A Sports Show, trying to pump out as many as much sports content of my podcast. Thank you so much. Big A Sports Show.